1: That's 800
2: What the f- happened last night you find out the morning after.
3: Let's do this thing. <sighs> All right, let's roll. We're into level three. The morning after. The countdown is on. NBA playoffs resumed this evening. NHL hockey uh, tonight. Unlike the NBA, we talked about this before the playoffs started. At least the NHL is a war of attrition. And the NBA, you lose, it loses its momentum all the time. You're into the series and it's like, wow, well, they don't play again for three nights or four nights or whatever. The NHL are relentless. They're like every 48 hours, guys. Doesn't matter. Took a stick to the face. Well, you're playing on Monday night. Let's go. Um so we've got NHL hockey tonight. I'm telling you the the Toronto-Boston game is going to be off the hook tonight. Um at the whatever the hell they call it now in Toronto, the arena. I know I refuse to call it that. The arena I'm calling it. We're not giving uh, we don't give free publicity to the banks. They make enough money as it is. They they <laughs> hey, if the, the, name, that, the name of that arena, the name of that company, that's sponsor, if you want to pay me directly, I'll say the name of the arena. But uh, I'm not going to do it. Like uh, All arenas, Joe, should be uh, used in nickname terms only to screw the title sponsor over, you know?
4: Amen, exactly. They got enough money, they can afford it.
3: Yeah, they gouge people. That's that's how mm-hmm. they're making the money. So, Philadelphia 76ers, uh, eight-point favorites tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. The over-unders, 226. In this game, and all all the NBA games, all the NBA games went under the number this weekend, which is freaking crazy. Eight of them, eight of them. And <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if these are gonna go over. I wouldn't be, I'm not in a hurry to bet the overs of these games. I learned my lesson. Like Brooklyn and Philadelphia, 226. I'm not taking the over. I, I hit the under of the Clipper Warrior game. I do 234, 233, whatever it was on Saturday it was too high. Mm-hmm. Now it's 230 because you got blowouts in these games, Joe. So when yep. it gets into the fourth quarter, it's blowout city already. The points are really going to slow
4: down. Better chance of winning a game. Clippers of Detroit? Oh, Detroit will win a game probably. Oh, by the way, uh, they announced that um, Blake Griffin is out at least through the first round.
3: Oh, well, now they've got a bigger problem then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow, the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. People are betting them already. They're now ten point favorites.
1: Oh, damn! Nine
3: and a half point favorites, like twenty minutes ago. Literally, when we were talking, somebody must said, "Ah, whatever, I'm betting the Raptors." Damn! Ten point favorites, the Raptors in game two.
2: Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com total visits.
8: Hi, I'm Keith Evans. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids
2: the education they deserve.
10: Parts.
3: All right, we asked you guys on Twitter Will Tiger Woods catch up to Jack's 18 major championship wins? 27% say yes, he will pass Jack. Uh, 55% say won't catch Jack. And I gave Ty Jack a, uh, an option. Uh, you know, it's possible they both finished with 18 when it's all said and done, 27% say pass him, 18% say tie him, 55% say won't catch him. What are you saying, Joe?
4: I don't think he catches him. And you, you know, I, I don't think – because I don't think it's also going to be his focus here over the next couple of years. I think it, the Masters is what he wanted. He wanted that 15th. He got it. Uh, I don't think he's going to put in the grind necessary to be able to compete, especially with this generation of player.
3: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I'm, if I had to bet – I would say tie it. I would say tie it. I think.
4: Uh, keep in mind, four back surgeries here. Guys, he's one swing away from being laid up for another six months, too. So, Yeah. yeah you know, father time has a way of kicking people's asses.
3: Yeah, but like um, like Ron Syrak was on earlier, he said, you know what? He, he's sort of done underestimating and saying Tiger can't do things. And he clearly he's going to want to do this. Right. He's clearly gonna want to get to at least eighteen to tie him. He's gotta win three more. I'm not listen, I'm with you. I'm not jumping all over though, he's winning Beth Page Black, he's winning uh yeah, you know, he's winning especially Pebble that Beach, course. he's winning this, he's <laughs> winning that, he's winning everywhere. I'm not saying that, but I think he could win the British Open. I think he could win yes. I think there's a chance he can win the British Open. There's always a chance he can win Augusta anytime he goes there. My belief is, listen, how old is he now, Tiger? Was he 44? 43. 43. 43? Still, tied, man. How old still mm-hmm. Mickelson? 49.
4: 48.
3: Yeah. 48. Still mm-hmm. playing elite golf. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Tiger either ties or passes him. Uh, I think it'll take a while though. Like you know, he'll win a major. He'll win like another one next year maybe, and then you know, and then, then two years. But I'm telling you, I think down the road, yeah, in the next, you know, three to five years, three years, I'm not saying like Raw and it by the end of the summer he could be playing for the tie. <laughs> I'm saying in three years from now, four years from now, Tiger Woods is playing to tie Jack. Yes, I, 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 I believe it.
4: I, I listen, I it, It's not a 28-year-old Tiger Woods where, yes, doubting him would be absolutely ridiculous. He's a 43-year-old father now who's got other things going on. This was great. This is what he worked his ass off for. But four back surgeries later, kids growing up, he's not in the same spot and golf, quite honestly, I don't know. And, and this was the whispers going on at his place yesterday was, this is what he wanted more than anything. And now that he's got it, yeah, he's going to play in the majors. He's going to defend, but maybe not to the degree that everyone thinks he's just going to, uh, maybe this was, you know, maybe he can sigh a sigh of relief now going, I did it. You know, I got what I wanted to do. And cause he knows better than anybody that, the guys out on this tour are not the same dudes that he dismantled when he was 28. These kids don't—they're they, fearless, and spe- they, know, they don't fear Tiger Woods—not well, yet, he just, anyway.
3: He just beat them though yesterday. Yeah. So clearly they do. I mean, they just choked to him and lost. I—I well, I mean, I don't think he I'll choked. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Dustin Johnson. Though. Dustin Johnson or Tiger Woods? I'll take Tiger Woods seven days a week over Dustin Johnson. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, how many majors uh, does Dustin have in his career?
4: No, won. I know, but what? not every day choker. of the week. He's, he's not <laughs> a winner. Go, I wouldn't go every day of the week, but yeah, he'd certainly no, carry any, his any own. Any
3: tournament, any tournament, in a, I'll say under pressure in a major. I'll take Tiger over
4: Dustin any any tournament. I wouldn't take him over Brooks Kopka. Uh, I wouldn't take him over Rory on that same I would percentage. Take him over,
3: what has Rory ever done?
4: Like, Rory is like
3: one of the most, oh, Rory's the greatest. Why? When, when's the last time Rory won a major
4: tournament? Yeah, but Rory's also 26, so it's good for Rory. him. You, I don't you you know. Don't like. So I, you can't fault a guy. He's got four major tournaments right now. Take, he's only
3: 26 years old. I'll take Tiger over Rory under pressure any day. Same thing. Like it's not oh. like these kids are assassins. Jordan Spieth won a couple and it sucks now. Rory's way overhyped. Dustin Johnson, oh, he's got the best swing. Oh, look at him. He's got the swing. Good for him. Yeah, it's like saying uh, you know what I mean? He doesn't win. He doesn't win. He's won one major. He can have the greatest swing all he wants. Do you see Dustin? one's Dustin going to win?
4: Uh, well, I don't know. Him and Tiger won the same amount over the last 11 years. So what does that mean, though?
3: Yeah, one of them is 44 years old. Like, Dustin's That's my in point. His,
4: Dustin's <laughs> in his prime, and he can't win. If you're going to tell me from this point on how who's going to win more majors, my money would be on Dustin Johnson than it would be Tiger Woods.
3: Uh, I'd take Tiger. I don't believe in Dustin. Like, when's he going to win? Fun bet.
4: When's the last yeah. time Dustin won a major? Like two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, yeah but no, I don't think anybody necessarily in the past wilted yesterday. I think Tiger went out and won it, which is obviously the first I, time. I hear because, what you're saying there. I hear it. it's you, not you like they,
3: it was. It wasn't like oh, big choke job by everyone. I get, right, it. I get exactly, it. right. I get it. But he still dug down deep as an old man and beat all these supposed Absolutely.
4: studs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, do you want yep. Ricky Fowler or Tiger in a major? <laughs> See, I'd take the I'd take the hungrier guy right now, which would be the younger guy. Tiger's the, tiger the hungrier some. guy because tiger,
3: tiger, like that's what makes these guys so great, Joe. Tiger oh, yeah. already wins, yet he's still hungry. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, I totally disagree with you. I guarantee you, right now, Tiger's thinking, "Holy man, I can do this. I'm gonna get to 18. He's probably already got it mapped up, out. I'll play here. I'm gonna play there next year. I can get this one." I, you know what I mean? I think you know that's what makes rich people rich. They're not happy they're rich. You know I mean, some people, hey, we, you know, I'm rich. It's all good. Other people are rich, and they steal from children. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they overcharge. Like, they can't. It's never enough. I think I view him as a guy like it's never enough. I said this before the tournament started. Rory, when I saw Rory say that I used to be obsessed with, with winning a green jacket, if mm-hmm. I win one, I win one. If I don't, I don't. I was like, well, scratch him. Mm. They take him off the list. They, none of these people, none, not one of these modern players has the killer instinct and mentality that Tiger Woods has. They're all too happy. They're all, oh, I'm happy like Rory. Oh, I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful life, and I'm happy. Dustin Johnson, how can you not be happy? The guy's doing coke off of Paulina Breski's breasts. Life's Mm. good. I'd be happy, too, if I was doing blow-off her breasts. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think Dustin cares if he wins or not. I really don't. He doesn't have the killer instinct. Phil Mickelson has the killer instinct, but he's old. Right? Like, Phil's the same way as Tiger. Phil wants to win. Mm -hmm. These other guys, if they win, I win. If I don't, I don't. My life's good. I, I really believe this. I think it's sort of the softening of the modern athlete, Joe. In a similar way, we see it in the NBA and the and the NHL, et cetera, and in other sports, in the NFL. NHL is a little different, but.
4: There are a lot of guys. Some that play golf. I, I think Ricky wants to get it off his back. I mean, I'm sure Ricky Fowler's not going. Yeah, I'm like, I want to be known as the guy, the best made you know, best player without a major. I'm sure guys like Ricky, you know, he, he's definitely sitting there going, pressing a little bit, going, I got to get this. He wants it, and I think Brooks Koepka is the guy um, that we should all be fearing because here's a guy who can rattle off. All- he's he's competing major, yeah, he's after, major after major after major. Brooks Koepka's yeah. not
3: fearful. I'll give you that.
4: No. Yeah, and, but I'm not. you're right. As a whole, this is yeah, not, the same, a whole, yeah, yeah, think, not like, the same generation. I don't think,
3: Yeah, as a whole, if yep. all these kids were so good, Tiger Woods would have just beaten them. And Tiger Woods yes. beat them last year. And Phil Mickelson beats these guys. Mm-hmm. They're soft. Dustin Johnson is soft. All right? He just is. I don't care how good your stroke is, bro. He's won once. He's won one tournament. It's like, you know, listen, I was a big Spieth fan. Speech lost right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Justin Rose is really good. He's, consider, you know, he's, he's up there. He wasn't great this weekend. There's guys, but these, like, no one has ever challenged Tiger for real. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Rory was supposed to be this great guy, whatever. When was the last time Rory won a golf tournament, let alone a major? Mm. I don't even remember.
4: Oh, I'm playing No, well He just now. won earlier this year. No, he just won. He won earlier this year. So it's been five years
3: that Rory's won. A major. Yeah, a major. A major, okay. It's a long time Mm -hmm. in the prime of his career. I mean, I don't look at Rory like, oh, Rory's some assassin great golfer. I don't know, whatever. You got got a lot of talent. You rarely win. It's like Dustin Johnson. Every week I hear the same crap with Dustin. He's favorite of every damn golf tournament. He never wins. Him and Rory (laughs) are co-favorite every week. They never win. I don't have
7: to be. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean? Europe? Hawaii? Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631.
1: That's 800-570-9631.
2: Call the Debt Helpline now.
1: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
3: Morning after continues. Uh, One thing just about Tiger Woods, I see the chat debating Tiger Woods, is it's like Jazz is saying in our chat, and I think he's right that there are certain athletes that are just sort of their next level competitors, guys. They're next level competitors where it's just that whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, whatever sacrifices need to be made. We're gonna win, and as I stated, I don't see that from Dustin Johnson. I think Dustin Johnson is too nice of a guy, Joe. Mm. I think he's a nice guy. He's a, you know, he probably has about fifty million dollars or a hundred, whatever it is. You know, he's a multi, 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 multi. He doesn't have to worry about working ever in his life. He's got an ultra hot wife. He's Gretzky and like, you know what I mean? He's got a good life. He's comfortable. I think Rory has a good life. Guys like Tiger's life isn't good unless they're winning. Now he's happy. I think Tiger's happy unless he's winning. You know, it doesn't matter about the girls and the wives and all this type of stuff. Tiger's love is golf and winning. These other guys, they just happen to golf and, hey, I make money doing it. That's why I don't think, like, you know, and I'm not going to say none of these guys are like assassin killers. You mentioned Kepka. You know, there's probably a few of these dudes that have that sort of competitiveness in them, but I don't see it. You know, I, I, I don't see it in them. I mean, I know Phil does, but Phil and Phil, hey, Phil's a killer, man. But Phil, you know, Phil is uh, Phil's a little older than Tiger, and Phil still has that that competitive. You saw him yesterday going in there and they're talking about nothing beats driving into the course, and I'm dropping bombs. I'm dressed in all black. I'm going to get aggressive. Like <laughs> It's amazing that the old guy got to carry golf still. And that's all you need to know, too. All these new guys, they're all shills, bro. They have no personality. Like, they can't sell the game. Like, it, it, it's proven. Like, Tiger Woods is 43 years old. He needs to come back to save golf. So, like, Dustin Johnson might be good. He's boring as hell. Rory, like, none of these guys even say anything, man. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, Tiger is golf. Like they're nobodies next to Tiger Woods, Joe. In my opinion, they're nothings. They're nobodies.
4: I would say the I would say the European guys are a different breed than what the American guys are now. I think they always have been. There is a there's a certain edge to the European players that just uh they're not nearly as uptight they they play a lot looser which makes them even more de- they they don't get intimidated very often the the european players uh like the you know the, the guys from over jason days the molinari's the, these guys are kind of steady they don't they don't necessarily bend and break or uh, or don't well, not necessarily like dustin johnson who don't want to win they are they're a different type of competitor they have a, a certain edge to them more so than uh, the guys that we have here, who are just, you know, Dustin Johnsons, who are happy to be here.
3: Um, well, I and I have somebody on Twitter actually asking if I can pick up a New York Times uh, for them. They're a Tiger Woods fan, but I don't see is he on the cover. He must be. I'm looking. I'm looking at the the online edition right now. I I, I know he's on the cover of the New York Post. Uh, I don't know if he's on the cover of the. Uh, let's see, sports. I guess he would be on the cover of the sports. They even have a. There we go. Yeah, there he is, Tiger. Yeah, this guy's in a small town, so he's asking if he can pick up a New York Times. Yeah, I can. I can for you. We'll see. Yeah. If, we'll see if he's he's on the cover. But you know, I think I think there's more left to him, dude. He's only 43 years old, Joe. I mean, we're talking another, but another probably about another five years of competitive golf in him, if not more. To be honest, I get it. He doesn't have the best back, but you said it earlier i mean i don't think he's going to be playing on a weekly basis he's going to plan out which which majors he thinks he can compete at he'll show up to the majors and and build his game build his game around that
4: but i also think the Competition is not what it was when he was dismantling guys back in the day, too. I I do think the level of competition, the amount of guys that can go out. I mean, just look at that leaderboard. It's way deeper. It's way deeper. deeper. So it's it's harder. It's definitely going to be harder, I think, than it was back in the day for him.
3: Yeah, but he just did it already. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, it's harder, but he just did it. So why can't he just do it again, right? Like,
4: yeah. I, I think fear. I think everyone's caught up with him is what it is. He's going to have to bring his a game every in order to be able to do this. It's going to be a little harder for him to win another major, given that he's well, just not going to be on the course and guys are going to wilt. That's what used to happen.
3: How many times? How many more? How many more times are you going to play at the Masters in his life?
4: Probably another 10 oh, he'll, he'll play it forever. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And know. You know, I know, let's say when he's older, it'll be like, you know, he won't be as competitive, but like. I'd say he has another, another three to five years of competitive, like high-level golf,
4: if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. barring any injury, barring any injury, he didn't, he didn't injury. just get
3: to 15, not to want to get to 18. No, no. All I don't think want we're talking about a there. guy that, like Tiger Woods, isn't going to stop Joe until he gets to 18 or die trying, at least. I mean,
4: I Well, that's I, the he, fear of it is his health. Can he stay healthy enough for three to five years to be able to to do what he just did? Well, that's a big if.
3: I think he can. I think he can. I mean, he's not boxing. It's golf. Yeah, Phil Mickelson <laughs> can stay healthy enough to, to, you know what I mean? Or, but like you Phil said Mikkelson the other day, has back operations Phil Mickelson are has a different Mickelson has bigger breasts animal. than Paulina does.
4: Yeah, but back operations for them are a different animal. Back problems are a different animal than, you know, like, ooh, my hip hurts. No, this is a totally different animal here.
3: And I'll admit, I was, anti, I was one of the people that said, I hate winning. And I even said, well, if he wins, he could win Augusta. And I've been saying this for years. So, you know, I was on and I was off, but even me now, like I said, it's not like these other guys are dominant. They're all really good, Joe, all right? They're all really, really good. Very few of them have the killer instinct. The pool, the, the talent pool is a lot deeper than it used to be, but at the top end, I still think they're kind of wusses, and they're I do think they're intimidated by him deep down inside. They know. This guy's won 14 times. I've won once. Right, like they know this. Like Dustin Johnson, I'm sure knows deep down inside that he's not as good as Jack. He's not as good as Tiger. If he was, he'd been have won more than once. But,
4: but let's these bring guys in, have uh, also been. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, these guys have also now played with Tiger a number of years, where they kind of knew. Listen, he's getting back to form. This is this isn't a this isn't a far fetched thing. I just don't know the intimidation factor with these guys is is there like it once was on tour.
3: Well, if they're not, they should be, because he just beat
4: them. Yeah. <laughs> well, he goes to Beth Page and wins. Like You bet you're I, Yeah, I, I yeah, guarantee well, you. I guarantee you. Well, even you. if
3: he wins, even if he wins one more major this year, he steals the season. Absolutely. You win two out of four majors, you're the golfer of the year. That's the way this stuff works.
4: Not even so, close.
3: Yeah, he wins one more, you know what I mean? And he's the best golfer of the year. All right, let's yep. bring uh, Bob in. Bob's been patient, but all fired up. He wanted to jump on earlier. and well, Bob uh, did like The Islanders who I can't believe are three up on the Penguins right now. Yeah, Gabe. How you doing, Gabe? What's up, Bob? How about those Islanders? Yeah, I remember on Friday when I was leaving the
8: show after you uh, let me go, you said the uh, uh, Penguins were going to win. Did they win? Oh, no, they lost.
3: The penguins, I'm so happy. Oh boy. Penguins wow. lost. Yeah, settle down, Bob. Uh, peng- <laughs> I told you to pick. You said no. There's no way in hell they're going to win. You said that. You I said, did. oh, no, there's no way they're going to win. I didn't win. say there's no way in hell. I was all over the Islanders in, in, coming into this. We knew it was going to be competitive. What we said is we so thought the Penguins would the bounce Penguins back. what you for? I thought the Penguins Go would with win your the heart, game. heart.
8: Well,
3: you should have went with your heart. I didn't That's, say no way in hell. I so should have you went with won. my heart. I'm an idiot. What do you want? Well, I didn't call you an idiot. You're a great guy. Well, I'm an idiot. I'm Obviously, I am. I should have been on the Islanders three games in a row. <laughs>
8: yeah. Well, what about yeah. your uh, – I want Toronto, the one, too. I like Toronto. Ooh, the Maple Leafs or the Raptors? And Both? No, no, I don't like the Maple Leafs. No, I like the Bruins. Sorry about that. I know you hate oh. the Bruins, but I do well, they, like they're,
4: the Bruins. Yeah, so. yeah. hard so, to get those two that, confused. That's yeah,
8: right. and then do you want my uh, baseball picks for today, three of them?
3: Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah, I need some winners today, Bob. You have winners for us? Yes, I do. What do you got? I do so.
8: I'll take Milwaukee against St. Louis.
3: All right, what's the number here? Milwaukee or minus 136 with Peralta versus Hudson. And, all right. All right. I can live with that.
8: Yeah, I can live with that, too. <laughs> I'll take Minnesota
3: over Toronto. Mm. All right. I like the under in that game. Give me under nine runs in that game.
4: Is it up to nine? And I
3: take- oh, Schumacher's yeah. been yeah, good, the
4: Damn.
3: <laughs> I take Seattle over Cleveland. Seattle and Cleveland. Yep. That's my three. Taking Seattle over Bauer, huh? Total of seven. A little low on there.
8: Do you think the Giants are gonna pick up
3: Wilson? Uh I hope so. That's what not I'm not now, but I don't know. Russell Wilson, there seems to be uh there seems to yeah. be smoke uh coming out of Seattle right now.
8: Well, he wants to, the one player said he wants to go to New York. Yeah, State, but I don't know why.
3: Why would Tyrone Matthew? What would he know? Like, like, he doesn't even play with Russell. Wilson. Who is
8: he anyway? You know who he is? I've
3: never heard of the guy. Yeah, the honey honey badger. badger. Tyrone yeah.
8: Matthew. Where oh he? right, oh honey badger. He I was know Arizona, he was on Arizona,
3: and then he used where, to where play is he? Texans, right? Texans now, yeah. Did he
8: play for kids? Did he play for the Texans?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought. Hey, he Joe, how
8: you doing today? I didn't get to talk to you, Joe.
4: Doing I'm doing well. I'm looking at your uh, your Seattle pick here against Trevor Bauer, and I think you're on to something. The Mariners are 6-1 all time against Trevor Bauer. So good call, Bob. Very yeah. impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. See, I'm yeah, on that. the ball today, Are you going to bet it, Joe, are you
3: just, just blowing his tires? you putting your money
4: I where know, your mouth is? No, I'm betting it right now. I 6-1 against Bauer at home. I'm good to go, Bob. You Gabe? got my money.
8: Yes, Bob. Gabe, do you think I did a good job today with my
3: picks? Well, we'll find out if you did a good job, if they win or not. But, yeah, good call, Bob. Well,
8: especially the Islanders. I give one I give one uh, win tonight, uh, tomorrow night with um, the Penguins. Then the Islanders win at home the fifth game. That's what
3: I say. All right, Bob's calling okay. his shots like Babe Ruth now. He's he's, he's, pointing out. That. he's he's pointing them out. That's it. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, pointing them out. May the winner's yeah, be yours. Thank you for taking me on. I appreciate that, no, good, good call, Bob. Good job today. Love that, Bob. Baltimore up one nothing right now in Boston.
4: Yeah. Mets bye in bye
3: Philadelphia. Now. That's at 7:05. Yeah, Toronto. I'm seeing Fanduel as nine, uh, Joe, for Toronto, Minnesota. I think that game goes that's, under the number.
4: Yeah, that's a big number, man, for that uh, for those two. Damn.
3: Uh, We'll give you guys, uh, we'll do a little stock watch, actually. We'll get caught up to date with the total trends and which teams making, losing money, etc.
0: The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel, the Fantasy Sports Network, where we are root root rooting for your fantasy baseball team.
2: Calling all drivers, want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs
0: 400 435 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
12: Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today.
5: Mm. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, the morning after, there it is. All right, here we go, guys. Turn into Game Time Decisions, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Guys, that's going to be this afternoon, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time, every Monday through Friday. Gabe and Cam Stewart, they're going to help you navigate through the sports wagering landscape, living vicariously through their addictive lives. Don't we all know that? Now, the show is available so on the Fantasy says- Sports yeah, that's exactly what it says. The show is available on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. IHARD, TUNE IN, and of course, you can catch the video of the program on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite streaming provider. It is Game Time Decisions. Gabe and Cam Stewart on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. That's going to be weekdays, guys, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you're setting your clock to it.
3: Yeah, and I believe Cam should be back from Las Vegas. He was in Vegas. Uh, yes. Last week, George Kurtz has stepped up and in. Um, so uh, I was talking about the baseball uh, stock watch, actually, as far as the teams that are uh, that are making people money. And um, Seattle, Seattle mm. came down to earth a little bit against uh, against Houston. Um, Seattle wins uh, three games, uh, loses three games. Houston beats them, but uh, Seattle is still up nine hundred and seventy-five dollars uh, on right. the year. Tampa Bay remains strong at twelve and four. Uh, Right now, the Boston Bruins who um, Boston Bruins play tonight against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I talked about this, you know, when the Red Sox lost um, earlier this year, you know, their home opener. I was like, man, I'm going to enjoy watching like these Boston teams sort of fall apart. The Patriots is the one I'm really waiting to see, but. The Boston Red Sox here have been some serious ass money burners so far, Joe. They're down Oof. $1,070 if you bet on every game.
4: I'm telling you, we talked about we've talked about this. I mean, the the folks that in April you're betting these these Yankees at -205 and Red Sox at -240 yeah, um, you better mix in a, uh, you know, a Marlins at plus 160 every now and then. You, you can't be afraid, the Orioles, the Marlins, you can't be afraid to go after those plus numbers, guys, because otherwise you're going to get killed. If you bet $500 a game, which you know there's people
3: that are doing, so like especially in mm-hmm. New York here with bookies and stuff, if sure. you bet $500 on every Yankee game, and that's like five risking $500. Right. Not like, all right, to win 500, 1,500 to win five or whatever, but like you risk 500. You would be down $5,500 now. Damn. If you bet $1,000 a game on the Yankees, you're down $11,000. Oh. So you bet 100 bucks a game, you're down 160 But think about the people, though, Joe, that bet to win 100, which you know happens a lot. Of course. So how many guys laid, all right, I'll lay the 240 to win 100, I'll lay the 280 to win 100? You know, yeah. The Yankee games, you're down, you're down a lot of money, man.
4: Yeah. And you can't are, get that back. No, that's
3: the problem. Now, Boston's yeah. down 1070, the Yankees are down $1,160. Oh. Um uh, Tampa Bay are up 682 and here's Baltimore. <laughs> mm. Baltimore are 6 and 10 Joe, but they're up 283 bucks.
4: That's that's plus what we're talking about. That's like not. you can't be afraid to bet those
3: like, guys. You just man. blindly you really take can. them every day and you're actually winning money. It's rough to do. Exactly. Like, one guy's like, I feel better taking the Yankees every day. You're like, ah, whatever. I'll just take Baltimore every day. You're up 280 bucks.
4: Hello. Exactly. There's a reason. Minnesota,
3: you're up $567. bucks. i have always said this, and mark my words, guys, and I should prove this. And just stupid. I don't know. I never listen to myself. <laughs> uh,
6: oh. I
3: tell people for years. I swear to God. I've been saying this for years. If you bet against the Cleveland Indians every day, you'll make money. All right? So, we're 15 games in. The -hmm. Indians are minus 118. It's actually Mm. better than I thought for them. But don't worry, Joe. It'll catch up. Yep. Like, the Indians are favored all the time, guys. The math doesn't add up in the end. Like, look at this. The Detroit Tigers, you're up 366 bucks. Seattle, you're up 975. Houston, you're up 307. Angels, you're up 200. Oakland, you're up 31. Texas, you're up 360. Wow. The American League West, which a lot of people we think of as one of the worst divisions in baseball, sort of. Every team in a division, Joe, is in the plus units. Oh, Every damn. team. Seattle, you're up 975. Houston, you're up 307. The Angels, you're up 200. Oakland, you're up 31. Texas, you're up 360. Crazy. You'd you, If you bet every game of every team, that's that's surprising to see that
4: actually pretty that's that's interesting
3: Um, the national league national league east um you know look philadelphia are nine and five and they're only up 232 bucks but you're not down but yeah that means they're favored a lot the mets you're up 121 bucks atlanta you're up 239 bucks washington are burning money you're down 200 bucks and uh the marlins are just crap crap there's a lot of mm. times crap teams will actually be plus units, but not them. They're minus 637.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a problem.
3: It's actually hard to do, Joe, when you consider how big of underdogs they are all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're a buck, like, you they're plus I mean? buck
4: fifty every shot. Like, yeah, how like, are you
3: losing money? How are you down 637? Exactly. When every time ah. you guys win, you get plus 180 for it. <laughs> it's crazy. It shows how bad they are. Woo. Uh, Milwaukee are up 341. St. Louis 222. Mm. Uh, Pittsburgh 383, Cincinnati burning money, minus 449. Ooh, the Cubs, Joe, you're down 638 bucks. Not good. And, you know, so we said the American League West, guys. The American League West, every team in the division is plus money on the year. The National League West is the opposite. Yep. Everybody in the division is loses you money except for San Diego. San Diego are 11 and six. They're plus 456 dollars. Yeah. The LA Dodgers are nine and eight, down 209. Arizona seven and nine. You're down 98 bucks. San Francisco seven and ten. You're down 206. And the Colorado Rockies, oh, down 888 dollars, Joe.
4: Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, favorites a lot at cores, all of those big bats. Yeah, they're not cashing. They're not hitting. They're not winning. It's not good.
3: And as far as total trends are concerned, I would say, listen, Tampa are 10-5-1 to the under, but it's kind of swung, Joe, because I remember last week, late last week, when you and I were talking, I looked at this, and they were like 9-1-1 one, one to the under. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been some overs with Tampa suddenly, but... Some still strong trends right now. The Boston uh, Boston Bruins are 10, 5, and 1 to the over on the year. Wow. Baltimore are 11, and 5 to the over in 16 games. Toronto are 6 and 10 to the under. And that's a baseball pick I'll give you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Peralta?
4: That's correct. Peralta? Is it Peralta? I'm that? pretty sure it is, isn't it?
3: Let's see. Baseball.
4: Peralta a, goes for the
3: Brewers. That was it against Hudson. Yes. It's Perez. Perez, oh, Perez. for the Twins yeah. against Schumacher. The shoemaker. It is Shoemaker,
4: right? I believe so.
3: Like Willie Shoemaker. Remember the old
4: jockey? Yeah, yeah it is Shoemaker. Exactly. Schumacher would be with a U. So.
3: Yeah, it's not like uh, it's like. Uh,
4: he spells it the same way.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like the, the F1 guy, though. It's the same name, but Schumacher.
4: Yeah, but that's European.
3: German guy, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they
3: always got to be fancier, right?
4: Exactly. Everything's got to be with a, you know, with a hyphen or something. Yeah, yeah. Break. So it's
3: Perez versus Shoemaker. Uh, Shoemaker's been good for the Blue Jays. Actually, he's pitched very, very well. Total yeah. is it's nine Best part runs. of their
4: team. Yeah, best part of their team.
3: I'd go under the number. Blue Jays nearly get hit like nearly every day, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, hard to take the overs in Blue Jay games. Oh, like we you said, have to be 10, able to score runs. They're ten and six to the under. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota are seven and five to the over. Um, so mm. Seven and five to the over. Not much, not much trend uh, there. Seattle are 12 five and one to the over. The Angels are twelve and three to the under. Twelve and Ooh. three to the under. The Angels and the Angels, uh, the Angels, uh, the Angels are off today.
4: Angels, uh, yeah, I think Trout comes back, too. I think he's uh, joining the team again today.
3: Actually, uh, yeah, they're not playing, though, but, yeah, he joins the team. Oh, there they are. They're on the road. What am I saying? They're at Texas. Man, I hate this. I don't
4: know if he's playing, though, I, but he is back.
3: What kind of this book is pissing me off at FanDuel? It's like uh, the games are all mixed up, not American League, National League.
4: <laughs> oh, God. What, are they all over the board? Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So, it's like yeah. one team, one. that's Yeah, it's confusing me a little bit. My, my yeah. apologies.
4: Keep an eye, too, by the way, on the uh, Dodgers are starting Kershaw yeah, finally Kershaw's today. Back. Yeah, so I, I can promise you there's going to be a, a lot of overreaction on Dodger fans. Uh, oh, he's going to he's going to, to kill it. Yeah, and, and I don't know about
3: well, that. I'm actually surprised. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised. I'm seeing right now. I'm looking at Fad Duel. The number is 160. I'm surprised it's not higher.
4: Yeah, it's early yet.
3: Like that, you know, the Kershaw would bring sort of the... I mean, Kershaw's been as high as 400 before in the past. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it was kind of kind of a low number here. Actually, it, it was 150. It's gone up. Luis Castillo is on the hill.
4: Who's been on fire, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's only given up two runs in three starts. 25 strikeouts in mm-hmm. 19 two-third innings.
4: Look at that ERA. 0.92. <laughs> <For> Luis Castillo. <laughs> yeah.
3: I Meanwhile, well, Clayton Kershaw, three-time uh, National League Cy Young Award winner, made a rehab start for AA Tulsa on Tuesday. gave up two runs and five hits, <laughs> <laughs> six strikeouts and six innings. All right, that's the thing. Like you're almost betting on the Dodgers bullpen in this game, though, right, so, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't right. expect Kershaw to pitch more than what five, maybe six. Yeah. In his first start back.
4: And by the way, the Reds have quietly started rallying off a whole bunch of wins here lately. So uh, this is, you know, Reds uh, run line there. You know, plus one and a half is uh, is not a bad look, and neither is them straight up here.
3: Yeah, the and this is uh, this is the return of Yasil Puig.
11: Mm-hmm.
4: Reds are six and one in the last seven against the Dodgers too, and they've won four straight at Dodger Stadium.
3: Dod, yeah, listen, the Reds were one and eight. And now they're five and nine. So they're four and one in their last five games. I was actually a little bit bullish on the Reds coming into the year. Uh, it seems like they just can't beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Be honest. I mean, exactly. that's, that's where all <laughs> Pittsburgh, you know, I think they beat them. They lost like five times or something to Pittsburgh this year already. All right. So I'm going to break down the hockey games. Cam's back from Vegas. We're going to break them down on game time decisions today, but I like the Leafs in the series and I'm going to go back to the Leafs here tonight Generally, teams do play better on the road in hockey, the old-fashioned uh, road game, as they call it. But, um, you know, it's a short price for the Leafs. I've been riding the unders in this series, and it's been profitable. We're going to go back uh, here to the under of uh, of Boston and Toronto. we got an even six. The Washington Capitals are up two games on Carolina, but Carolina, I think Carolina back home get this. I don't think they're in a panic mode. Carolina are a very loose team. They're a young team. Mm-hmm. I think Happy when, to be here. Yeah, when they're back, when they're back home, they'll they'll be all right. It's going to be another close game. Carolina haven't had a lot of luck here in the first two games, mm-hmm. and luck is massive when it comes to hockey. So I, I would expect that the Canes are able to get this done tonight on home ice. The Nashville Dallas game, I'm really yeah, this one I'm not really sure about. The total is five. I almost lean with the under here, guys. Like, uh right, this I, you know, I can see this really being a. Um, you know, look, they've they've scored five and three goals respectively in their games. And here's one. I know, um, listen, Calgary's been, uh, Calgary is uh, a good team. I get it. Uh, but with that being stated, I think Colorado win this game on home ice. Going home You tonight, like Colorado?
4: Yeah, you like Colorado? This yeah, one?
3: I'm going to play small play. Plus 100, yep. plus 105. Yep, yep. I'm not, uh, I won't abandon it either. So, yeah, lock it mm. in. Give me the Colorado Avalanche. Give me the Toronto Maple Leafs. Give me the Bruins and the Leafs under the number. What do you got, Joe?
4: I'm going to go Philadelphia over to Mets, Seattle over uh, Cleveland Indians, and give me the Reds over to Dodgers.
3: Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
6: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491.
1: Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
13: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
3: I've never been the biggest Tiger Wood guy, okay? Like I'm not I'm not on Team Tiger. Like I've never been in awe of Tiger Woods. I'm in awe of his game. I acknowledge he's the greatest and you know, numbers count to me and wins count. So Jack is number one, but yeah, you know, I'm not gonna argue this, man. And listen, I'm not I'm no golf guru that I can, you know, back there, back up every one of my arguments here. I am old, and I did see Jack play. I've seen Tiger play, but very similar to to Jack. What impressed what impressed me the most about Jack was sort of like um, sort of like uh, like Scotty Bowman. You know, Joe, I've always said Scotty Bowman's the best coach in professional sport history, NHL coach, because Scotty Bowman took teams to the Stanley Cup Finals in the 70, in the '60s. Mm. He took, you know, he won like five cups in the '70s. He won, like, all the way up to, like, 2003 or something, you know? He won in different eras. Not to take anything away from, like, a Red RBAC or something that won, like, 11 years in a row against all white guys, you know what I mean? Like, you know, (laughs) like, different eras. Like, man, this guy won, like, yeah, 30 years apart and stuff. And that always impressed me about Jack that, you know, he was winning in the 60s and he won in, what was it, like the 80s type thing, right, 85 or 86 or whatever the hell it was. So... This was 14 years in between Masters wins uh, for Tiger Woods, which is freaking very, very incredible to me. That's like something that in my mind, not that it matters to Tiger or anyone else out there who cares what I think about it, but to me, this really, really enhances the legacy to me where I'm like, wow, yeah, he did it 14 years apart. It's freaking impossible. Ricky Fowler still hasn't won once. Tiger just did it again. I got to tip my uh, my bald uh, my white bald head to this guy.
4: Got to tell you, Gabe, I had a chance yesterday. I was at Tiger Woods' restaurant here in in South Florida, where he lives in, Already in Jupiter. Already sucking up to him, huh? Yeah, no, while it's it's not uncommon to see Tiger there, he, he's not one of these guys that just, you know, invests in a restaurant, and you never see him, like, he's there an awful lot, but you could just, you could feel the excitement in there the entire day, I mean, there are people that have been waiting 11 years for this, that very, much. you think Tiger's been waiting, like, his fans, it's unbelievable how people gravitate towards great
2: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
7: What the f*** happened last
3: night? You find out the morning after. Let's do this thing. Morning after continues. Level 2, Fantasy Sports, Radio and Television Network, Sports, Byline, iHeart, and everything else in between. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Masters is done. Tiger. Uh, Wins again, and now just uh, his fifth green jacket. Incredible, incredible uh, legacy that Tiger Woods is setting for himself. And uh, we fired off a poll question about half an hour ago. Is Tiger Woods done? Is he going to be able to catch uh, Jack? And we had Ron Syrak, who says, I mean, uh, Joe had to say, whoa, whoa, settle down here, Ron." Ron. Ron was saying he might catch him this summer, Joe.
4: Yeah, like, whoa, whoa, he said, whoa. Imagine, your he, roll, basically,
3: he basically penciled the win in that Bethpage. He goes, he's yeah. going to win Page. <laughs> he's going to yeah. go to Britain. He's going to come back, and uh, he's going to beat yeah. Jack. <laughs> it's like, whoa, he wow, Imagine if he did whoa. a grand slam to beat Jack, like to tie Jack now. It'd be like, holy
4: crap. Like, yeah. Yeah, which he's he's like the same people that are betting 500 to one he's going to win the slam right now. Like, really, people? Like, slow, slow down, slow down. It took him 11 years to win this one. Like, what, what do you think? He's going to rattle five off? Oh.
3: Jack Nicholas said yesterday, I thought for a long time that he was going to win again. The next two majors are at Bethpage, where he has won, and at Pebble Beach, where he has won. So, yes, mm. he does have me shaking in my boots, says Jack.
1: Man.
3: Um Jack That's goes on to for say golf he's too, very happy <laughs> for him though he's not like he ain't like the Miami Dolphins popping champagne.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: they don't do that in golf. Jack Nicklaus said no, I'm very happy for him. Like and uh, it's gonna be a fun summer. Jack Nicklaus who was who was uh, bone fishing in the Bahamas tells the, ge- mm. the golf channel that he had one thought when Molinari uh, put the ball in the water on 12. He said Tiger's gonna win. It's over. He said he told people after 12 the Tiger's gonna win. Uh, Jack actually tweets at Tiger Woods, a big well done for me to Tiger Woods. I'm so happy for him and for the game of golf. This is just fantastic. Brooks Kepka finished uh, tied for second, thinks Tiger can catch Jack. Brooks Koepka on Tiger's chances. I think 18's a whole lot closer than people think. It's all good for golf. Yeah, but Beating Brooks Koepka, beast. this is what I'm talking about. Like, Tiger's in the heads of these new guys already. Hepco should be like saying, yeah, yeah, he got his one. He ain't winning another one this year because I am. Instead, yeah, oh, yeah, he's great. He's going to beat us.
11: This guys, but they're cool all spectators
3: him. when Tiger plays.
11: Yeah.
3: Morning after
2: continuing.
11: continues.
0: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. Oh, oh,
2: oh, O'Reilly. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O Rewards points during Overwards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See Store for details. Oh,
10: oh, oh O'Reilly.
11: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys,
0: if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com.
3: After have to continue Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gable Morenzi. Midtown Manhattan. Joe Ranieri is in Miami, Florida. Uh, for some reason, uh, Tyrone Matthew uh, says that he knows that Russell Wilson wants to play for the New York Giants. I remember a couple mm. of weeks ago this popped up. Um, Jack Del Rio says uh, that he, Jack Del Rio predicts that Russell Wilson will not be on Seattle uh, next year as well. But uh, nevertheless, we'll get back to that in a couple of minutes at time. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis uh, right now. Um, RDS television analyst, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. Let's talk some NBA basketball. Pete, welcome to the program. How you doing? Thanks for joining us.
11: Thank you. Great Monday morning to you guys.
3: Well, I guess it's an okay Monday morning. I mean, I didn't have money on Tiger Woods. I cut my nose shaving this morning, Pete. And uh, Toronto freaking Raptors lost in Orlando Magic on Saturday. But other than that, everything's great
11: it <laughs> <laughs> could be better
3: listen this mm-hmm. week shouldn't be shocked history repeats itself the Raptors are now 2 and 14 but frustrating nevertheless like the deja vu happens all over again again and again and again Pete
11: listen uh it's not time to panic but it's time to be frustrated if you're a fan no question about it but if you're Nick Nurse there's a couple of things that you have to really adjust heading into game two Kawhi Leonard played 33 minutes had 25 points, but that's not enough minutes for one of the top five players in the NBA. He acknowledged that, saying he should have played it more, tried to. There wasn't some stoppages in play, but he's got to get him more time on the floor, and he's got to get him more touches at the end of the game. We saw that he hit a couple of shots, um, but at the end, he needs to be on the floor, impacting the game on both ends. Number two, how long do you decide to keep the soul in the starting lineup? Uh, he hasn't really delivered since he was acquired by the Memphis Grizzlies. He was brought in to play elite defense uh, and the last play of the game, he completely messes up on the hedge on the high pick and roll and he leaves Augustine alone for the open three. Ibaka has played phenomenal as a starter. He had to come off, off the bench now at the end of the the, the late the regular season heading into game one. Nick Nurse has to make the decision does he put, insert back Ibaka as a starter or does he put the soul back on the bench? Those are two Questions that nurse needs to answer, and the third, well, what the hell's going on with Kyle Lowry? He had zero points in Game One. Thirty-three million dollars a year, completely unacceptable. The beat goes on for Lowry on what his inability to perform in the playoffs.
3: And one thing with Kyle, though, I expect him to bounce back in Game Two. We've seen this script, uh, we've seen this play out before mm. with Kyle, which he'll play horrible one night, he'll play great the next night. But it's just, you know, it's not going to get it done in the long in, in the long run, and. Moving forward, the point guard position is a serious situation. The Raptors going to have to take a look at. Yet their team, we don't know what their team's going to look like after this. There's so many unknowns surrounding this team. Now, we know what's amazing, guys, was from a betting uh, perspective, every game this weekend went under the number, Joe. Did you notice this?
7: Every uh, eight, game no, went man.
3: under. Yep.
4: yep. And I was shocked, too. Uh, well, I, listen, even Golden State went under. So the, what does that tell you there? That maybe there's a little overvaluing going. But uh, how, about, how about Denver and a 2-7 matchup, Pete, that looks to me like a coin flip. This doesn't look like a 2-7 matchup uh, that we've seen in the past. Uh, this looks like it could go either way, which is a little surprising.
11: No, it is, Joe. When you look at the season, the regular season that Denver had, it was incredible. Uh, They're a healthy team heading into the playoffs. They have a distinct home home court advantage playing in Denver. It's hard to win on the road there. But here you go. The San Antonio Spurs come out there and efficiently come out with the first win of the series on the road without LaMarcus Aldridge really having a good game. So Greg Popovich kind of called him out that he wasn't playing that well and they still Mm. won the game. But having said that, uh, Popovich and his staff did a great job. As soon as Jokic had the ball, he was double and triple team every single time. Uh, he had a triple-double, but he hardly took any field goal attempts. So Jamal Murray's going to have to be better. He did have 17 points, but he's got to be more efficient closing games. But how about Derek White? Derek White, yeah. an un- unknown, right? Coming into this season, Dejounte Murray goes down with the ACL. He steps in. I'll be honest, guys. I saw him the first couple of games earlier in the season. I'm like, what the hell is going on? How is this guy starting for the San Antonio Spurs? But he's long. He's athletic. He understands the system. And, and, and hey, the Spurs, the Rosen, see what you want. Made some big buckets down the stretch. So I, I anticipate this series going 7. I still think Denver has enough to get it done. But they're going to have to win the next game. That's guaranteed.
3: I think Denver will be mm-hmm. fine. Um, I don't think they play until, like, Wednesday or something like that. It's hard to keep up. Maybe it's tomorrow. I think it's Wednesday. Um, I think they'll be fine. Listen, Denver hadn't been in the playoffs for a while. I think just sort of the playoff intensity caught them off guard uh, a little bit, and I think they'll um, I think they'll be a much more focused uh, team. I think a lot of these teams just sort of think, hey, we're going to show up and we're going to win, right? Right? Like, hey, we're playing at home and it's going to be easy. It's sort of like the Philadelphia 76ers on on Saturday. So, what did you make of the Sixers? Really, you got to wonder about the coach and and Brown, in hmm. which he's in a tough spot. He has a lot of egos on the team, Pete. It's always tough when you bring new players in midseason, and you've dropped Harris on the court. He doesn't really get enough touches, Harris. And, and you know, Ben Simmons can't shoot the basketball. Joel Embiid is, like, bombing threes like he's Steph Curry. You know, Jimmy Butler showed up uh, on Saturday, but then you've got Amir Johnson. And the thing is, it's volatile with the Philadelphia 76 er crowd, right? They boo the team. They turn on the team. And, you know, I knew going in, I I said all of this. The Sixers are a volatile, fragile basketball team. You know, Massive game for them uh, tonight. They should step up. I talked about it earlier, Pete. The trends in the NBA, when higher seeds lose the first game at home, they nearly always win the next game back.
11: Yeah, I would anticipate that the Sixers will take care of business tonight, even though the line seems kind of high at eight. Look, nobody wanted to play Brooklyn. Uh, They're a team that a lot of those guys were outcasts. Uh, They were let go or traded. And then you got Russell. We know what he's been able to do. But how about our guy, Gabe Karis LeVert? He was unbelievable in game one. And their ability to shoot the three ball with some experienced guys like Dudley. I like what Allen's doing. Not only that he blocks shots, but he alters a lot. But if you're looking at the Sixers, you know, a lot of people getting on Lowry for zero points. Tobias Harris had four points total right? So he didn't step up. Ben Simmons on nine points. And again, he can't shoot the basketball. So there's even a wide open and B 25 and 15. He seems a little bit gingerly, but I have no problem with him. B the thing is I'm a 76 fan and I'm the head coach, Brett Brown. I can't have Jimmy Butler taking the most shots and leading us in scoring. He's a guy that has to accept that he's the third or fourth guy in that offense, even though Butler plays a hard nosed game and he brings it every time he's a a polarizing personality in that locker room, right? Between Embiid, between him. Um, But I think Harris has to play better. J.J. Redick has to knock down some shots. The rotation has to be a little bit shrinked in terms of what they're doing on that second unit. But I anticipate Harris having a better game. Uh, And I don't see Brooklyn coming in and stealing two games uh, uh, on the road. But having said that, Butler can't be the number one option. He's got to be a guy that understands and sits in and and be that third guy or maybe even fourth scorer on that team.
4: How about that, uh, that throwback to the 1990s Eastern Conference basketball there with the Pacers and Celtics, huh? <laughs> 74 points them Indiana Pacers threw up there, Pete. How impressive was that? My God, I hope we don't have to watch that again. That was awful, man. Some awful basketball there. What would you think?
11: Oh, my God. I thought Antonio Davis, Dale Davis, <laughs> that much were playing. <laughs> well, you guys know
3: people always love the old days My day, oh, these days man. I tell people that all the time I'm like listen I like Patrick Ewing too But you guys seem to forget The games were 72-68 in those days
11: Yeah you oh. have Mark Jackson, Hayward, Workman Who's an official yeah. now He was the backup point guard for the Pacers Listen uh, When all the people went down They couldn't crack 158 points Took them eight minutes the Pacers... to score a point <laughs> Uh, it's tough it's tough Darren Carlson at six points. Wesley Matthews again my respect to him and and where he's from for Marquette but he's overpaid uh for for the role and the productivity that he brings in again they're gonna have to get much more scoring where's it gonna come from I don't know they'll be a little bit better in game two but the Celtics made the adjustments Jalen Brown comes in into the starting lineup he feels a lot better for himself Kyrie Puts up his twenty. Uh, I love what Stevens is doing. He's going physical with Baines and Horford. Baines had his nine rebounds. Mm. Uh, what's that gonna look like moving forward? Let's see. But if you're Celtics, you're happy with that game coming out one nothing, protecting that home court, but the Pacers just can't score. Uh, again, Faddis Young should have more touches if I'm uh if I'm the head coach Nick McMillan.
3: Hmm. Pete Annapolis, RDS television. Always a pleasure, Pete. Thanks for joining us, buddy.
11: All right, have a little fellow.
3: Howard Beck will join us later. We'll talk more NBA basketball, get into the NHL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning falling apart. We'll get you caught up to date as far as the series prices are concerned. NBA and NHL Morning After continues.
7: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest-rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating.
1: 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. That's 800-223-0992.
14: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine.
4: The morning after here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, more on the uh, the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, of course, a recap of the Masters. But first, it is time to check in with Gabe Morenci and figure out who the hell he's yelling at today. Get off my lawn. Hey, you kids.
1: Get off my lawn. Hey, you pesky kids
10: that I cannot
3: get rid of. Well, unfortunately, this one uh, hits a little close to, uh, to home this morning as we're going to have to tell the Toronto Raptors to get the hell off our lawn after losing a game one of a playoff series for the 14th freaking time. That's right. 14 times. All right. They're now two and 14 in game ones of playoff series. And I guess I should just blame myself as opposed to blaming them. I mean, they're consistent. I mean, it's not a surprise, is it? They were two and 13 in game ones. But no. Johnny Jackass, a.k.a. me, has to say, yeah, I know they never win game was, but, yeah, yeah, they have the worst word in the English language, but, uh, but, I'm thinking, nah, this is different. They have Kawhi Leonard now. Unfortunately, Kawhi Leonard plays 33 minutes. Unfortunately, Nick Nurse sits there and watches the double-digit runs happen continuously throughout the football, the, the basketball game uh but by the Orlando Magic he just sits there and watches it I mean it's the, it's the same thing Dwayne Casey used to do and I'm wondering do you have any timeouts, or do you enjoy watching the Magic go on a 12-0 run uh right now now history repeats itself and it's funny because I said this last week actually I said you know we overanalyze everything in sports all right like we break things down and oh this trend and that and we break everything down when in reality the same thing happens over and over and over and over again. All right? Like, is, is it really? Is it? Is it a shock? Is it a shock that the Raptors lost? But no, it's a shock that uh, Kyle Lowry somehow scored zero freaking points. Zero points. Now, ultimately, the Raptors will be fine as they move forward. And as much as I have to tell the Raptors to get the hell off my lawn, I'm not going to tell people to get off my lawn. I'm not going to tell the trolls to get off my lawn. I'm gonna get the shotgun and I'm gonna start capping people uh, on my lawn, trespassing. Uh, but you gotta love, um, you gotta love Tommy Troll. He steps up and in and bangs on the Raptors. Ooh, I knew it. They suck. And then where will these people be when the Raptors win uh, tomorrow night? They'll be back in their mom's basement, uh, shutting the hell up, right? Man, there's nothing social about social media uh, nowadays, is there? But ultimately, I gotta tell you, man, the Toronto Raptors. You guys have just ruined. Too many of my summer, my spring nights, and quite frankly, ruin my uh, my pockets Ugh, as well. Dows is a significant chunk. We can say, oh, it's only game one. Don't panic. Yeah, easy for you to say you didn't lose over $500 on money line parlays. Absolutely brutal. Get the hell off my lawn, Toronto.
11: Hey, you kids. Yeah, it was
4: a uh, hell of a Saturday to the start of the NBA playoffs. If you enjoy a good dog, you love Saturday. Not so much yesterday as the favorite uh, swept the board there, both uh, straight up and against the number. But Saturday was interesting from a number of different perspectives. Uh, between the Sixers, Toronto, San Antonio taking down Denver. I would say all in all, though, yeah, frustrating for some fan base, but for NBA fans, Pretty damn exciting way to start the NBA playoffs outside of whatever the hell Golden State's playing in that high school team, the Detroit Pistons. Other than that, it was actually a pretty good weekend to kick off the uh, the NBA playoffs.
3: Yeah, normally, normally the opening round is not very competitive for the most part, as you stated. Generally, home teams dominate in 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 the first round of the playoffs, especially you know the the elite seeds uh, get it done, but. It does make it more interesting with Orlando winning and Philadelphia winning and then Denver winning. As you stated, Saturday was uh, the dogs were freaking barking. Yesterday, the favorites uh, bounced back. And the unders, 8 and O to the under over the weekend, guys.
4: Now, what do you think that is for? Is that is that just the books being overvaluing what's going on here? And that obviously the playoffs kick up, uh, everybody slows down, everyone plays defense. I think the defensive they...
3: intensity kicked in because yeah, we had Big regular time. season numbers. Mm. It, you know, it wasn't like you know they were overinflated. They had regular season numbers up, but we should have known. We we should have known. Listen, I hit the I I hit a few of the unders actually. I'm more of an over better, but I got burnt, man. I thought that Denver San Antonio game. Would go over the number. I think that you know the there's something to be said. There really is for playoff nerves. Number one and number two, the the defensive the defensive intensity does pick up. Mm. There's no denying it. Yeah. Like, you know you, you can't not play defense in the playoffs. Otherwise you're gonna end up on the bench. You won't play. So the defensive intensity picks up a bit, and it just makes it harder to hit shots. Yet. I mean, just because, I mean, I'm not in a hurry to run and bet all the unders right now. Right? We saw Saturday the uh, the underdogs win. Yesterday the favorites win. It's hard to get your, it's hard, man. It's hard to figure out what the hell's going on in the sports world right now, Joe. I'm getting frustrated.
4: <laughs> yeah, It, it is. Well, I, mean, I mean, listen, what's up is down right now. The lightnings are down 3-0.
3: Right. The, the exactly. Penguins are down 3 nothing. Orlando yeah, right. wins on the road. San Antonio wins on the road.
4: Like, <laughs> it, it's, what the hell's going on here? Tiger Woods no, I, wins the Masters. <laughs> There's some in the. I don't know if it's like Northern Lights, like what the hell is going on in the in the universe right now, but it is a little it is a little strange. But I'm wondering, have have you looked at the series prices yet? Are we are is it overreaction time? Have some of the numbers gone through the roof here for some of these losers? Or
3: yeah, pretty much. Well, pretty much value now, I would say, in which. Weren't the Raptors? I could be wrong, but what were the Raptors favored by before the series started? I thought they were, like, minus 1,200. That's what uh, it was. Yeah, it was minus 1,200. Yeah, minus
4: minus twelve. yes. Because right. I remember
3: bitching and saying, my God, it's, like, a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Right. So, after losing, after losing game one, it went from minus 1,200, and now it sits at minus 270. Wow. Now, to be honest, I'm thinking about it. I don't really have enough money. I wish I did have more. Is this, I know it sounds crazy, but to me, this is the type of bet where you put $2,000 down and, and, and a week you go back and get your money, Joe.
4: Yeah, that's the problem.
3: Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Toronto Raptors, $2,000 at minus 270, you win $740. It's actually not bad. The Raptors aren't losing this series. Like, they're not going to lose this series. Like, they're going to win the next game. They might lose one in Orlando. It might go six. It wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors won four straight to wrap things up right now. Listen, Orlando played the game of their lives, all right? Orlando, like, balled. They hit a million three-point shots. Everything went their way. Nothing went the Raptors' way. And they basically wanted the buzzer. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like the Raptors are, like, overwhelmed or anything. Kyle Lowry didn't hit a stupid shot, all right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great game for the Raptors, but I'm not worried about them losing the series. Like to me, that's not a bad bet. I would lay two thousand dollars to get twenty-seven forty back. You have to wait about ten days, I guess, to get it. But I don't have two thousand to drop now.
4: Yeah, I like the uh, the zigzag theory with this. Uh, I like a lot. I think the bounce back situation is certainly here with the Raptors in Game Two. Uh, you know, Orlando mucked it up a little bit. We're probably getting. For for the over under to be 213 and be an eight and a half nine uh, point sw- swing just made absolutely no sense to me. So uh, it, it it seemed to be the right side with the points with Orlando, but I I think I think they get blown out here in game two with Toronto. I think this is a great bounce back situation for them.
3: Yeah, well, all you need to know is the odds maker didn't make the number shorter. It's higher in this game than it was in the first game.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, it's nine yeah, and a half. You're right. It's coming. It, it's coming. Yeah, I they did I the same thing
3: with the, with you figure. Honestly, you figure, listen, for Brooklyn and, and, and Philadelphia, you figure they would say, all right, we, we put a seven and a half up in game one and we lost outright. Mm-hmm. We put a seven and a half up and the betters beat us. What? And you figure, okay, Brooklyn look real good. Let's make it six and a half tonight. They don't do that because they think if we make this six and a half tonight, people you know are it. going to hammer Philadelphia, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. They know about this exact theory. So exactly. they're all like, no, 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 no. We're going to make it higher. If You notice <laughs> that the Sixers are a half point higher, and the Raptors mm-hmm. were nine-point favorites the other day, I believe. Yep. So they're a half point higher. It's like the bookmakers like, no, 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 no. We're not mm-hmm. making it a point and a half lower. We're going to make it a half point higher to try to keep people like you and me that I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'll load up on this, right? Yep. Because they know yep. tomorrow is when they really win, though. Like if if tomorrow, because I guarantee you guys, tonight and tomorrow, the Raptors and the 76ers, Joe, are going to be part of every every single parlay from here to Vegas.
4: Absolutely.
3: Dude, they already were. I was at the sports book on Saturday. how my Uber driver, bro, to pick me up. Said, "Oh yeah, I played Philly on the money line this morning." <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like everybody, right? Like yep. so, everybody is going to say there's no way in hell the Sixers lose tonight hmm I'm putting it in a money line parlay with what? I don't know, the Golden State Warriors? Well, that doesn't pay anything. All right, I'll put it with the Raptors
4: tomorrow. <laughs> and what is it, minus 350, 360? What the hell is the Philadelphia money line right now? It's not that it's bad, a- 360. 360, okay. So, so if you do 360,
3: the Warriors are going to win again tonight. but.
4: Oh, hell yeah.
3: But that makes it 266. All right, so you throw the Toronto Raptors in this, it becomes minus 160.
4: Which isn't bad because that's, so that's the three. Philadelphia
3: 76ers nope. to win tonight, the Warriors to win tonight, and then you'll have the Raptors at minus 160 going in tomorrow. You like that?
4: That's a nice one. I, that's that's solid right there.
3: $200. Pays back $325. Yeah, i would like a little bit more. You can put Denver in this parlay, and then it pays plus 120, but quite frankly, I'm not sold Denver's going to win.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not nearly as confident no, with that I feel one. better.
3: Like the Raptors, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm I'm stone cold confident in the Raptors.
4: Yes, absolutely.
3: The the Warriors aren't losing tonight.
4: No, that's a sweep. Yet yeah, the Sixers, they could lose tonight. I don't think they don't, will though. I don't think they can cover eight. I think Brooklyn keeps it close in every game.
3: Yeah, I know. I, I got to tell you, I like the eight. When I drove jo- yep. on the way this morning, I was thinking I'm going to the book later. I'm going to take the eight points. I was thinking. Yep. morning after continues. Howard Beck talks
5: basketball. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmat at WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
1: i
4: All right, guys, it is tax day. Don't forget it. And you might as well take your tax refund and swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. You can become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win one million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands and thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com. Now, if you are playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, well, you're doing it wrong. And a promo code FNTSY, get your 10% discount, plus you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and of course, the use of those same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto premium package, DailyRoto.com, promo code FNTSY, and get yourself that 10% discount today.
3: Well done, uh, Joe. All right, Howard back uh, steps up and in to, uh, to join us to talk some NBA basketball. Senior NBA writer at the uh, the Bleacher Report. You see him on NBA TV uh, as well. Howard, good morning. Welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us this morning.
10: Hey guys, good morning.
3: Hey, so listen, with everything that went on with Tiger Woods uh, winning and uh, and the games that went on, pretty quickly Luke Walton becomes the new head coach uh, of the Sacramento Kings. Um, you know, it was kind of a strange firing to begin with. Uh, Vladi Divac is an unpredictable uh, person. And it, it appeared as though Sacramento was really going in the right direction. They improved by 12 games. They actually were a good basketball team. Yet we knew there was always friction between between K- uh, Coach Yeager and uh, with Vlady I'm just surprised that he pulled the trigger when he did. Um, do you like the fit for Coach Walton uh, right now? Do you like this fit uh, with this basketball team?
10: Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, Jaeger obviously did a great job. He brought along a very young team that had modest expectations at best this season. And listen, they were flirting with the playoff berth right up until the last couple of weeks. And you know that you know he, he's going to be on some coach of the year ballots. Jaeger, you know, not at the top slot probably, maybe, um, but but certainly some second and third place votes wouldn't be surprising. But it's not always just your your actual results in this league that matter. I know that sounds ridiculous, um, even as I say it, but it's not always just the results. It is fit with organization. It is how you're being evaluated by the people you're working for. And if they think, well, we like the results, but we think that this is the ceiling actually under this coach, because we don't think that he's going to be able to get him to the next level. Or in this case, they had concerns about his communication skills uh, with his players and just the way he was relating to some guys. And so there's often a lot that we don't see. We look at the wins and the losses. We look at the way guys have progressed. We look at uh, whether they're running a you know a good offense, good defense. And we think, well, that's there's your coaching. That's it. And then there's more to it than that. There is also just the interpersonal relationships, coaching both down and up, you know, the, the players you're coaching, the yep. management that you're working for. They obviously needed to move on or felt they needed to move on. And it doesn't feel fair from the outside. It's a little bit of a shocker, but uh, in in getting Luke Walton, I do think they're getting a young coach who is in a you know a, a better position with the Kings to succeed than he was with the Lakers. When he first was hired by the Lakers, it was to coach a young team to develop a, a young team as a younger coach who could. Uh, you know flourish in that kind of environment then they got LeBron and everything kind of went haywire I think Luke with a young Kings team makes a lot of sense Um,
3: you know we're we're in Manhattan doing the show and I've seen the Brooklyn Nets in person uh, this year and I'm really not surprised that Brooklyn you know showed up to play uh, on Saturday they're a confident team and out of all the teams in the NBA, and as you stated, you know, unless you're in the room, you don't really know. So I'm just, you know, from from watching from afar. But the team chemistry of the Brooklyn Nets, the rotation you talk about, you know, Jaeger. I know they had some player development issues. They fought and communicating with young players, but I don't know if Atkinson. He's not going to win a coach. You don't win. The, you don't win Coach of the Year being two games over 500, but he's right there. I mean, the job that he's done, getting these guys to buy in. Nobody complains about the rotation and the playing time they're almost like the opposite of Philadelphia, man. There's pressure on this Philadelphia team and there's pressure on coach Brown right now. Brooklyn comes out tonight, gets off to a hot hot start. The Bluebirds come out in full full effect tonight, Howard, in Philadelphia. What's your take on this game tonight, this series and of course the Amir Johnson cell phone situation?
10: Yeah, well, to start at the beginning of 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 your, you know, line of of, of thought there, uh, you know, Kenny Atkinson has done an, an incredible job at establishing a, a chemistry and a culture with this Nets team that, as we know, had no talents to speak of when he and Sean Marks arrived a few years ago. And Kenny Atkinson, in fact, is second on my coach of the year ballot that I filed last week. So um, I, I hope he gets uh, some recognition around the league. You know, I think Buttonholder's is going to yeah. win the coach of the year. But Kenny should get a lot of credit for what they've built there. They far, far exceeded expectations this season. They are way ahead of schedule. And as the Sixers saw on Saturday, and I don't think the Sixers were probably surprised by this, you know, people have seen this the last couple of years, the Nets play a really great brand of basketball. They play together, they're unselfish, uh, and they play their butts off. And it's not a a highly talented group or a highly decorated group, but it is a group that is young and hungry. And, you know, it's it's just going to challenge you at, at every turn. I think that the Sixers, you know, I think for a lot of people, this is probably not surprising. If you had said a few months ago, they're going to lose their first round. They're going to lose game one of the first round and have a panic. That would sound exactly like what we expected the Sixers. I mean, this is, you know, they've, they've had some wonky chemistry. They've had a difficult time trying to fuse all these pieces together. They made, you know, it's rare for a team to make one in season blockbuster trade while trying to contend for a, a you know, a, a conference title at minimum while trying to make a finals run, much less two blockbuster trades that add two all-star caliber players. And so, you know, give them a little bit of, of latitude, I'd say, obviously six or fans aren't going to, but I would say that, you know, listen, when you're starting five, only played 10 games together before the playoffs, that, you know, that that's, you know, a, a real and, and, you know, a, a tangible concern. That's not some excuse, uh, but yeah, uh, they need to pull it together quickly. The fact that Embiid's knee is still acting up and is an issue for them is a, I think, huge concern. They should have more than enough talent with, you know, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and and, uh, Tobias Harris to get it done anyway against a Nets team that doesn't have that kind of star power. But, you know, as we learn about this league every year, it's always about more than just the talent.
4: Hey, Howard, I got to ask you about this dumpster fire. That's the Lakers. Uh, you had uh, Bob Myers of the Warriors and Pat Riley of the Heat already came out and put the foot down and said, yeah, we have no interest in going to the Lakers. Uh, Jerry West is is absolutely not coming back. Doesn't make a difference what Genie Bus does. Uh, so that means basically Rob Pelink is going to have the keys to the kingdom. And I'm wondering, Ty Lue's coming in. Uh, are the Lakers just simply is Genie Bus going to be okay with being the the Cleveland Cavs of the West because ultimately that's what that's what's left here uh, for the Lakers? What direction do you see them going
10: in? Well, if being the Cleveland Cavaliers of the West meant going to the finals four straight years and winning a title. I think they'd probably be fine with that. Um, I guess it depends on which Cavaliers you want them to be. Um, Rob Palinka clearly has you know seized all of the authority now. You know, I mean, Genie has it, but in terms of running basketball operations, with Magic gone, with Luke Walton gone, and with you know the reports of them already interviewing candidates for to replace Luke Walton, Ty Lue, Monty Williams, Jawan Howard, as you see all these candidates come out, as you see them moving forward with this interview process, it's pretty clear that they are not going to wait to hire a new president of basketball operations which is, you know, the normal series of events. You normally want your basketball operations solid first and then let those people hire the coach. Now, it was Magic and Rob Polinka together. Magic had the top slot. So it's fair to ask whether or not you should be hiring or at least shoring up your basketball operations first. But then there's also the clock ticking and these coaching candidates that you may want are going to be pursued by other teams too. So I understand the urgency, but it certainly gives the appearance that Rob Polinka is now the one fully in charge. And there is still a question, I think, if they say hire a coach by the end of the week, okay, that's Rob Polinka's hire. Is Rob Polinka really the one with absolute control of basketball operations? Is he now going to move up to president and hire a new GM underneath him? Is, is there, you know, are, do they still want somebody else in that front office? I mean, I, I don't think it's at all clear. And the fact is, when Jeannie hired Magic and Rob together two years ago, they were both rookies at their positions. And, you know, I, I think that that has hurt the Lakers. So, you know, if if it's going to be Rob Palenka moving forward, I would argue they still need to shore up that front office with some people who have done this before in a way that, that Palenka had not until he took his job.
3: Uh, Howard Beck uh, with us, right, Howard? So before we get you uh, out of here, uh, Toronto Raptor uh, fans, in which uh, I am one of, uh, we're we're left frustrated uh, after Saturday night's game once again, yet the panic button not being pushed. I mean, the Raptors always lose game one of the series. It's really unbelievable. I mean, 2-14 now. I, I don't know why I'm surprised when I see it happen all the time, but here, here we go again. And I'm not hitting a panic button, but Kyle Lowry was somewhat of a cause for concern. His M.O. in the playoffs in the past, Howard, is to be terrible one night, really good the next night, and then sort of... On again, off again, and it makes life uh, difficult, man. If you're not getting anything from your point guard, although ironically enough, even though he didn't score a single point, he still finished uh, the night plus eleven somehow.
10: Uh, yeah, listen. I mean, the two and fourteen is such a weird, weird stat, and and such a strange thing to contemplate. And uh, you know, if you're a Raptors fan and you've been through all of that. I can see where it's kind of this, this, just this, this burden, this, uh, you know, psychological weight, but for the team itself, you know, most of these guys have nothing to do with most of those losses, right? It's a strange phenomenon, but (laughs) it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with Kawhi Leonard or Pascal Siakam. It has nothing to do with Danny Green. It has nothing to do with Marcus Gasol. It has a little bit to do with Kyle Lowry because he was there for a bunch of those, but not all of them. Um, So it's weird. I don't know if it's meaningful. Uh, it is for the fans, clearly. I do think that, you know, the Magic, have <laughs> they were statistically one of the better teams the last, you know, six weeks of the season. And I think that, you know, maybe because we they snuck up, people just think, well, this should be the easy first round out. And yes, the Raptors, with title contention, uh, you know, aspirations, should not be losing them in game one. I'm not going to write that off. But I also think that it, it's, you know, too soon to panic. And the fact is, you know, even with Lowry being kind of up and down in the playoffs, you've got a guy like Kawhi Leonard to, you know, be your main thrust for this team now. Um, This is their first playoff run with him. I think they'll figure out how to calibrate the offense. And, uh, you know, know, I'd be stunned if they went down 0-2.
3: Howard Beck, uh, Bleacher uh, Report. Sorry, Howard, so before I get you out of here, which one of these series is, will there be an upset? Um, You know, Brooklyn, Orlando, out west, uh, San Antonio uh, went on the road and got it done. I thought San Antonio and Denver had seven games written all over it. I thought Oklahoma City and Portland had seven games written all over it. So not really surprised by the way things have played out so far. But um, any surprises do you think are going to happen in the next week and a half or so in the first round?
10: I think that uh, even before the the playoffs began, while I was – hesitant to call an actual upset and like the four fives just right off because those are so so close anyway that's not a true upset but i was this is one where as i looked over it i thought there's this is a year where we're going to have at least one and maybe two first round upsets with a you know a two seven or a three six because we've got some upper uh teams like denver who are completely unproven or portland who are down a significant player you've got lower teams like the spurs that are very seasoned um, you've got, you know, the, 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 we talked about the Sixers being kind of wonky with their chemistry. So they've got the talent, but they don't have the cohesion necessarily. And then that's, are the inverse of them. So it's just, it's all set up for something to happen. I don't know which one of these is going to go that way. If I had to bet from the get go before this, the, the weekend even began, I would have said Spurs over nuggets would be the one I would be most comfortable calling a likely upset. Um, it's easy now to say, oh, you know, hey, maybe you know, maybe the Magic or the Nets pull this off. I'm still a little skeptical on those because talent generally uh, prevails in this league. Um, and the other one to keep an eye on, of course, is, is Oklahoma-Portland. Even though Portland won game one, you know, the Thunder are, are going to make that a tough series.
3: That's going to be a fun series for us. Don Howard, had fun talking NBA with you. Check him out at the Bleacher Report. Morning After continues.
13: goo a try call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one week supply of blue goo absolutely free the makers of blue goo are even paying the shipping the number again is 1-888-330-0123 if you want more information on blue goo visit online at www.dothegoo.com now available at select big five
2: stores near you
3: boston bruins in the uh, toronto maple leafs Tied at one right now after two games. These guys beating the crap out of each other. It's been some fun hockey. Speaking of beating the crap out of each other, I'm seeing a, um, a number here. 226. 226 was the number of total fights in a National Hockey League uh, this season. In the regular season, um, to put in context, last year they had 280. The year before, they had 372. So um, I think the evidence is here that hockey is uh, slowly phasing, fighting out of the game. It's becoming uh, less and less, uh, less uh, routine. Uh, Ten years ago, 40% of NHL games had at least one fight in them. Uh, not Damn. anymore. Not yet anymore. We've gone soft, Renary. We've gone soft. But, um, yeah, this Boston-Toronto series has uh, been very, very uh, intense Mm. And I don't know what's going on. Maybe someone can get me caught up to date. Well, that's what Sean is uh, here for. But he's too busy uh, sucking up to Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger.
7: Trying to get these ratings down for you. It's the highest rated morning rating for golf. Morning, morning. Not highest rated in 34 years. Highest rated morning rating for golf in 34 years. The final round of the Masters, 7.7. Well,
3: one thing, too, to their, to their defense, too. And the, the ratings are going to be higher in comparison. Tiger is a ratings god. There's no disputing it. But imagine, Joe the ratings won't even be as good as they could have been because it was earlier. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Like caught me off guard. I was up to like real late. I was up to like, you know, five 36 in the morning on Sunday morning, uh, eventually just passed out. Boom. Yeah. And I missed it. I missed yeah. it. I woke up. I woke up earlier, but I was like, ah, whatever I woke yeah. up. I was like effing Raptors. <laughs> I'll <went right> <laughs> passed out <laughs> the bottles all over the place. I'm like, ah, screw this. I am going back to sleep. And because I was like, I can go to the sports book, and I was like, I don't even feel like going. I was like, screw it, I'm not even gonna go. And then I woke up again, literally 1 1. Like I could hear it in the background, and I could hear and Tiger Woods wins the Masters. 228. I get up, I'm like, man, it's What the hell's going on here. It's because of weather, right? They had to play it, uh, they had to play Mm -hmm. at
2: 9 a.m. to three pm.
3: Yeah, Yeah. the TV ratings would have been even higher if if it was later, if it was in prime time, dinner time
4: on a Sunday. Yeah, it'd have been even higher, too, if you counted the thousands of people in sports bars that were all watching it also.
3: So what's the deal with
4: Kadri? He's got a hearing today.